Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sean and Lydia Happy Hour, episode nine. Coming at you from Studio Easy Peasy. Joining me this week is my beautiful wife and co-host Lydia. What's up? It's spooky season. Spooky season. So happy to be back here behind the mics just before Halloween here to deliver an episode that's going to be pretty creepy. Pretty but creepy. To that, indeed. let's go ahead and crack them open. Cheers. Crack open your favorite drinks, alcoholic, non-alcoholic, whatever you want, whatever you got. Cheers. Whatever right. you're into. Whatever your soul desires. We've got a good one, though. We're going to talk about the history of Halloween, Beggar's Night as well, the history behind that. A lot of you that might be listening may not know what the heck we're talking about, so we're going to be getting into that. Just some of our old traditions growing up, experiencing Halloween and dressing up and our favorite costumes. We've, it seems like every year for, the last, for our whole relationship, we've been going to concerts or, or in some sort of way celebrating Halloween. And I think that's something that you and I bonded over quick because we spent our whole life celebrating Halloween. So we can just get right into the history of Halloween, Lid. I know you got that stuff on lock. Yeah, I'm going to give you all a brief run rundown just after some research. I've always been fascinated with Halloween and it's always been, dare I say, my favorite holiday. I mean, there's other holidays out there that there are a lot of positives about, but I always get super hyped for Halloween. I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of friends and partner in my life who also share my affinity for Halloween. I think everyone loved it as a kid, but it's just kind of an interesting holiday because a lot of our holidays or origins are in like what we would consider pagan and like ancient traditions, of course. But I feel like Halloween is like one of the most connected because it doesn't really have an affiliation necessarily with a religious institution. It's just something that's actually carried over from ancient Celts, which just to define what that means is they're the people of ancient Celts would have been any area of like the United Kingdom, Ireland, and France. And when tracing back the history of Halloween, many accredit the ancient Celts with the origin. And I always I always thought it was pronounced Samhain, but it's not. It's actually pronounced Samhain, is the Celtic holiday where people believe that Halloween originated. And the thing that I found after doing just some brief research of Halloween is a consistent theme obviously from start to finish with a lot of the things that the ancient people through modern day celebrated with so the celts this would be a time where they would light bonfire like a big bonfire for the whole uh you know the whole tribe and they, everyone would come celebrate people would dress up and this was believed the dressing up was believed to ward off the ghosts because as a theme that you will see throughout human history of celebrating halloween it is commonly accepted that around the time of Halloween, around the 31st of October, there's sort of this thinning of the veil. And a lot of the celebrations are around celebrating the dead because they believe that this was the one day of the year that perhaps the veil between like our world and the afterlife was thinned and some like relatives would come back and you might interact with the ghost. Therefore, you would dress up to like spook them back and like ward them off from haunting you. And it also celebrated the end of summer and the harvest. So, you know, as we know, even even today, living in a place like Iowa, we all know that a lot of our harvest time takes place um, in this late fall period that we're in. 
And then you also see some interactions with the Catholic Church. So All Saints Day um, was on 11-1, and this was like a dictation down from the Pope. He made it All Saints Day. And some of the traditions combined, so they stole, you know, some ideas from the Celts, but sort of just trying to make it more godly and church-like. And the evening before 11-1, 10-31 was considered All Hallows' Eve. So we've, I think everyone's kind of heard that, that term used as well. So fast forwarding a bit, by 43 AD, Rome had conquered most of the land where what would have been considered Celtic land, so the UK, Ireland, and France. And there were two festivals that sort of ended up overlapping with that same time period. So the first of those holidays being Feralia, which commemorated the passing of the dead. So again, you see that theme of honoring the dead, believing you know in some type of interaction with the afterlife there. And there was another festival around the same time that was a day to honor the goddess Pomona, who was the goddess of fruit. And it's believed that that may have been the origin of our bobbing for apples because like apples were one of the themes in that festival. And therefore that may have carried forward into modern times. And so between, between what I just talked about and now there's several different interactions with the Catholic church and things, all saints day and those types of things that kind of morphed over time. But I'll spare that because that, you know, that that could go on forever. So I'm just going to fast forward to Halloween coming to America, which I found pretty interesting. So when Europeans first came over and began colonizing like the East Coast of America, you found that New England were so rigidly Protestant that there wasn't any of those like older Halloween-like festivals and celebrations were not really being practiced. And it was mostly like Maryland and the Southern colonies down, which were a little bit more relaxed. And they did carry over some of those traditions. And it's believed that a lot of those European traditions, because it was such a mixed bag of ethnic groups from Europe that came over together to colonize, they mixed a lot of traditions with American Indian traditions. And then you sort of see like a lot of the same things, themes again, carrying forward with these ethnic groups mixing with the Native Americans. They would do things like tell stories of the dead, so ghost stories. Again, you see the themes with the harvest, dance, neighborly gathering. So there was like a big emphasis on just getting together and like being able to tell stories and have that time together around the harvest. And ghost stories, like I said, like a personal favorite of mine. I mean, I think I think if you are friends with me, you know that if it gets late enough at night, I might just throw in a, hey, does uh, anyone have a ghost story? Super true. <laughs> And then in the second half of the 19th century, when immigration really increased to America and millions, millions of Irish people, for example, fled the, you know, the famous potato famine, Irish potato famine, the Irish really are the people who are credited for like really bringing back Halloween to America. Before then, it was just sort of like these scattered. Some people were practicing. Some people would celebrate the harvest. But the Irish, and which makes sense, right? Because we're talking about the origins being Celtic, and Ireland was a huge part of that Celtic territory. So when the Irish came over, it's believed that that's really when you saw the American Halloween pick up. And then that took a lot of different forms over the years. Um, You know, for times, you know, religious people were trying to make it more just about coming together as a, yeah. as a neighborhood and they were trying to take like the spooky out of it. But then, you know, you kind of get the, the Frankenstein <laughs> for no pun intended holiday that we have today, which is, I think definitely you would say is like a little bit more 
spooky maybe i don't know we've lost a lot of like the pagan traditions but i think we still at least us like we still get together celebrate neighbors you know being like our friends and getting together and having parties and just celebrating the fall time and getting to dress up but i think like you kind of have some information to piggy off of piggyback off of that in relation to trick-or-treating and sort of beggar's night yeah so beggar's night is known as just trick-or-treating night in pretty much everywhere in the u.s except for seven regions buffalo new york des moines iowa of course columbus ohio washington dc vermont seabrook new hampshire and houston texas but it's very similar, like I said, to trick-or-treating, except it's more focused on jokes and riddles, which, I mean, what are you going to do? Actually play a trick on somebody? I mean, in other areas. Well, yeah, that's why. So, like, that's part of what I read is that in, in America, like, when Halloween came to America, kind of part of, like, the evolution of trick-or-treating and stuff was there was a lot of mischief. You'd play tricks, you know, on, you know, kids might, you know, vandalize or play tricks. And so they you would offer treats to keep the kids, like, occupied and perhaps, like, you know, you giving them a candy, like, they're not going to do pull any pranks or being mischievous. Right. Yeah. And so it's the day before in many places or the Thursday before Halloween depending on when Halloween falls. So this year, for instance, in Des Moines, it is the 30th, which is Saturday. And it dates back to around the 1930s, where there was tons of a high volume of mischief, vandalism. Uh, lots of people were setting stuff on fire, especially like in Detroit, where there were 800 fires across three days. Well, doesn't that coincide with the Great Depression? Maybe you're right. Yeah. That's not I just a- mean people are unemployed, they're bored, they don't. I mean, that we all know, like we could get into the economics of that. But if if people are poor and desperate, then they're going to be causing mischief. Yeah. And so but separating Halloween itself. And beggars night or trick or treating night, separating the two made it so that police forces out there (laughs) defund the police, (laughs) but they could focus on one night. So that being mischief night, which mischief nights an informal holiday on which which children and teenagers engage in pranks, vandalism, petty crimes. It's also known as a bunch of other names across the U.S., which I really think is pretty interesting, like Devil's Night, Gate Night, because it dates back to where kids would steal the front gates to private establishments or private, like, residences. Can you stop that spooky little boy? Yeah, we got our own spooky boy yeah, in here he's causing just, mischief. He's causing mischief. He's just <laughs> trying to get into everything here in Studio Easy Peasy. Goosey night, moving night, cabbage night. Goosey night. <laughs> and mat night. So yeah, in Detroit, it was particularly hard hit on Devil's Night, arson and vandalism throughout the 1980s. Sorry, that was in the 80s, not the 30s. And many citizens took it upon themselves to deter these arsonists and... This is known as Angels Night. So some 40,000 volunteer citizens patrolled on Angels Night, which usually runs 29th through the 31st. And that's just to cut down on all of the vandalism and arson and petty crimes back in the 80s, of course. I think that we've kind of similar to what you've said is that we've steered a little bit away from the pagan rituals, but also like away from the mischief portions of it. And we can just go ahead and get, that's all I had for the I mean, we get up to plenty of mischief, though. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, we're not like hurting others or, you know, ruining property. Well, I don't know. There was that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So we can kind of steer it right into, segue into our conversation of 
old traditions growing up and how did you celebrate beggars night or trick-or-treat night or how did you celebrate mischief night because i know as i got to be a teenager it was definitely i started hearing mischief night versus just trick-or-treat night yeah i always heard i always heard beggars night growing up and to be honest when i was a little kid i never knew the difference i was not even aware probably that there was a difference. Well, you didn't to live me. in Des Moines your whole childhood. I didn't, but most of my childhood I didn't. It wasn't until pretty much middle school that I that I moved, and, and I'll tell a tidbit about that too because they don't in Kansas City, Missouri, where I lived for <laughs> several years, as like I said, middle school age ish, fifth grade through I think like half of seventh grade. They didn't really they didn't do that separate night, so that was confusing. They also don't tell jokes there, which was very confusing. You just show up to someone's door and they just give you candy, and that just seems strange to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, what? I don't have to do anything. <laughs> like, you just show up to the door. But growing up, you know, I kind of said this at the beginning, but like, it was always such a important, exciting holiday for me. And it it wasn't like, yeah, candy was a big part of it, but I don't feel like looking back, like I don't know that that was really my reason. I I loved. Because I grew up on 31st Street, which was a very busy street, and I was an only child. So there was no like trick-or-treating around our neighborhood, but we were fortunate enough to have really close, you know, basically family that lived right over here on Cottage Grove, which is, if you're from Des Moines, you know, would be a great neighborhood to trick-or-treat in. Right. So we'd just go right up the street. We'd get a hangout with the Moors. It was so much fun. You know, I got to see my cousins like Evan and Andrew, and we got to trick-or-treat up and down, All you know what felt like all night long, but it wasn't. And a lot of times if it fell on a weekend, which I also had a hard concept of understanding when I was little, because Baker's Night would not always fall on a weekend. But if it did, it's like you get to stay up a little extra late, like no school tomorrow. It just felt like a big party to me. So that's what I remember is just like, yeah, I guess just the family, the fun, the party of it. Candy is a huge bonus, of course, but it was just well, yeah. fun to be out, you know, with my with my cousins and just being silly and like dress up. Now that we're older and into our thirties, the the treats are much different <laughs> these days. Yep. It's uh, nice mixed drinks or Miller High Life. Miller High Life. <laughs> yeah. So for myself, I went trick or treating pretty much exclusively with my sisters. Right. You had. You have quite a few siblings. Yeah, so three you younger just sisters went- and they, their friends would join us and I would go with them. I don't even remember ever. No, I grew up with like Josh McClain and like, you know, one of my really great friends to this day. And we I had a gang of friends that we used to play video games together and stuff, of course, guys. But I don't really ever remember going with them trick-or-treating. So I would go with my sisters, keep an eye on them. And I just remember being like trying to scope out the houses that had like the biggest candy bars. Oh, yeah. There was always the rumor that, hey, I heard that so-and-so neighborhood is full size. Yeah. (laughs) And then like it it always was like that telephone tag, word of mouth thing that just turned it distorted into something crazy. But then it would be going to something like, Oh, now I heard that house got upgraded to king size and just, oh, that's the house with the popcorn <laughs> balls. No, we don't want to go there. Like, let's skip the house with the popcorn yeah. balls. Yeah. But then as I got older, I, I think I remember exclusively the last time I went trick-or-treating was like 2000, I think it was 2003. Yeah, it had to have been 2003 because that was my last year of living in Johnston and for Halloween. And I got pelted with eggs. Like... <gasps> 
straight oh, up. Yeah, Sean. I was with family friends, the McMahons and uh, Chantel and Cheyenne Ooh. Shelby. There's kids that were just driving, and this is a wealthy. Oh this my is, gosh, it those jerk offs. It was like upper middle class. Like at that time, I was living in a pretty wealthy neighborhood. Well, those are the worst kind of kids. But I, none of the eggs. Like I got one broke, like on my shoulder, and then like two or three hit my legs, and th- none of those broke, and those left welds, of course, because it like was just like. It felt maybe it was like. Frozen. Are you sure it was a bo- it wasn't a boiled egg? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Maybe it was frozen or boiled. That's weird. I, I think I I think I just like got upset and just like threw them on the ground or something. Well, also being from Iowa as we are, you also had a couple of those Halloweens where you would get like a blizzard. <laughs> yeah, and you'd have to like your your mom or dad would have to alter your costume real quick, like. You're not going as a witch anymore. You're going as <laughs> yeah the Midwest, the place where you can have a blizzard on Easter, but also Halloween, mm-hmm. like two opposite ends of the of of winter, pretty much. Uh, yeah, and then just I loved scary movies as a kid. I think I've ta- I've said this a few times to friends just over the years, but I remember watching Silence of the Lambs like in '95 or '96, whenever it came on VHS. Like I was a youngster, but I've always loved like Creature from the Black Lagoon and those classics. I think they're called Criterion Classics, but I'm not 100% sure. So like the werewolf uh, mm-hmm. movies, like the original Frankenstein or in Dr. Jekyll. Which a lot of those did actually come during the Depression. Right, it's yeah, just black and that white. One of my film teachers in high school pointed out Mr. Cundiff. Shout out Mr. Cundiff because he was dope. And my senior year, and he pointed out that you'll always see, and we were actually in a recession at that time as well. And so you'll always see a resurgence in horror films because it's just like what the culture needs, like an escape, like horror on screen because of the horror we're experiencing in our, in our real lives. And the depression actually birthed a lot of these classic tales that we consider, you know, classic monster movies and Dracula and so forth. Right. Yeah. Dracula and this, yeah, all those classics that were in black and white and had like no special effects, but still looked phenomenal. Like to this day, they still carry forward. So that's what I did growing up. I mean, it was always trick-or-treating. I remember like being 15 or 16 and just being like, yeah, I guess this is it. Like I'm done. I don't trick-or-treat anymore. And then eventually you just, I started hanging out with friends that night or if it fell on a weeknight, like you said, like it would be like a hangout, but it wouldn't be anything. Yeah, there was probably a couple years there where the costume, you know, even, even in middle school though, I remember going to like a party at Max Wellman's house and me and kathleen and i think madison were all sexy and secret fbi agents that was our costume and that was probably the first year oh my where gosh. i was exposed to any like sexy you know costume. Oh, yeah and by sexy guys let's just clarify that i mean that we were wearing a button-down white shirt yeah and like maybe a skirt like you know what i mean it wasn't like <laughs> something too risque my you know my mom wouldn't let me out of the house but it, that was like our little you know costume and now now that i'm thinking back yeah that was probably the first sexy costume we just had like a halloween party at someone's house so yeah it's sort of probably after the trick-or-treating ended then it just morphed into okay who whose parent you know wants to host like a halloween party and what am i gonna be right yeah. i also got stuck in handcuffs that night which is not the first time that i've been stuck in handcuffs oh my, in my god <laughs> so as we move forward throughout our years i mean before i even met you but we would celebrate just by doing house parties pretty much, right? I mean, isn't that pretty much what you guys did in your late teens, early 20s? 
Yeah, it seems like it. And I mean, there was a few years there, like in college where, you know, we didn't really have a consistent, you know, those are the years where you don't really have a consistent place to party or anything. And you don't have oh, your yeah. own place. You know, most people either live in dorms or they're still living with their parents or whatever. Right. So, you know, you would just kind of party wherever. One year on Halloween, though, I was actually at a Trapped Under Ice show at Vaudeville, that's like on Halloween. Just, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just going to say. 2000 and I believe 2012. I saw a title fight and that was like one of my favorite times ever seeing them because they came out in like ghost or ghoul look and it was mm-hmm. just rocking out and I have like really awful iPhone. Was like, that the show that we were both at? I don't think so. Okay. It was on, it might've been, it was on Halloween, the waiting Did they, room. I don't remember who was with Trapped Under Ice. At the, oh, that, at they were not with Trapped Under Ice. No, I'd never seen Trapped Under Ice. Well, anyway, for anyone... Anyone who knows me, like, you know that that's my favorite hardcore band. So that's pretty cool that I got to see. And then if anyone knows me, then, you know, Title <laughs> yeah. Fight's one of my favorite bands of all time, for sure. Yeah, which actually carries forward to another thing we were going to cover. And that's just shows, you know, going to shows between either parties as adults or shows like we're either doing one or the other. So, I mean, it, recently it's, of course, not during COVID times, but we can just skip over that year, really. Yeah. But um, you know, house parties and shows. And we've been fortunate enough to either be at a music festival or at like a local show show here in Des Moines. Like I said, Trapped Under Ice. That was awesome to see them on Halloween. I remember dressing up as a zombie, like doing zombie makeup and, and that kind of a thing. And then, you know, a couple of house parties here, things like like Brandon Paulson, shout out Brandon. Uh, at least a couple years we spent doing kind of epic Halloween parties with costume contests yeah. and stuff at his house. And then Des Moines was fortunate enough to get a couple of cool shows. And in between there, we've been to New Orleans, which was one of my favorite trips of all time during spooky season. I mean, what a great city to be in. And we got to go to one of our favorite festivals of all time and see one of our favorite spooky DJs, R.L. Grimes. Yeah. So that was an amazing time. I mean, R.L. Grimes, you know, just the tip of the iceberg on, on that festival. But that was a blast. We got to dress up for three days in a row. <laughs> I'll never. So that's we can get into our favorite festival and concerts and whatnot, but also favorite costumes. That was remarkable. Uh, the first day was wasn't the first day. Yeah, the first day was D.C. Yeah, I think we all just and- we had to, you know, make it pretty broad. Because obviously we were, well, we, I shouldn't say obviously we were dealing with for, for listeners at home, like we were dealing with a relatively good sized group. We were so blessed to be there with some of our greatest friends, like from all over people who flew in from different States, you know, Becca, Daniel, Alex, list could go on and on, but we were, we had to pick a theme that was kind of broad enough. And, and actually it wasn't DC. I think it was just superheroes and villains because I was Thor and that's Marvel. So I just mean, I think we just said villains and superheroes. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because some people, people were Robin, Batman. Batman from Batman Returns, not even like, you know, the normal. <laughs> yeah. So it was cool. He had like a duster outfit and like he looked like he was mm-hmm. just, yeah. And I was Joker. I was Heath Ledger's Joker. And that's one of my favorite costumes ever. Recycling some of that stuff for this year, but not actually going as Heath Ledger's mm-hmm. Joker. And we also were... Then Mario characters. So I was Mario. Becca was Yoshi. We had a bunch of toads. which A gaggle of Todd's. Which we intentionally, for some reason, thought it would be funny to make it like shitty toad yeah. costumes. So like, for example, Madison wore whitey tighties yeah. and a little red vest. And then we all made these like out of chef hats. I shouldn't say we all, but the toads made like out of chef's hats, like really kind of crappy. So we like, just took like... Hats. 
We took like the co- a t-shirt, like a old t-shirt. So I, yeah. I was blue. So I had to use a blue old t-shirt toad. And I just cut out circles and then just soup, yeah, glued perfect. them on like in a fashion that looked like a toad. It was so funny. It was awesome because we would just be like, if you if you were like a concert goer and or a festival attendee there and you just looked over, you'd see like a bunch of toads just like <laughs> just following or walking. Yeah. That was wonderful. And then I think the, the very last day, I mean, we did our best. It was probably kind of a miss. We were all exhausted, but we did at least you did. We did like a loose theme mermaid sort of a theme. And you and Clem were mermaid man and barnacle boy. Yeah. And some of the gals were just like mermaids. And then uh, I think Daniel was like king, king of the t- sea or something like that. Yeah. And he disappeared. This is still one of my favorite stories. He disappeared in the morning. I'm like, what? did any did Daniel tell anybody where he was going? He just left the Airbnb. And I think someone like made the joke, oh, he said he had to go take a poop or something. <laughs> like he's probably just like covering on himself because then he he comes back with these random supplies. Like half of them are like Christmas decorations to make a totem. Like like a homemade totem. Yeah. We had obviously flown to New Orleans, so there's no taking a totem. And he comes back with this like scepter thing. Oh, he was a pharaoh. Like, oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think he was really going along with the theme. But either way, you know, he comes back with this like pole and this like light up star that we somehow needed to like create the battery oh, yeah. pack for. And it didn't go so well at first, but we got it figured out. And anyway, it was just it's a cool story because it's like that's just like a cool thing that Daniel just thought would be fun for us. And yeah. it totally was. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was one of my favorite trips. And then that was followed up with one of the best, other best lineups ever at Jawbreaker. So lots of good concerts, lots of good times. And this weekend we get to celebrate Halloween, going to a couple concerts finally, you know, after last year of just being at home. Yeah, we're really excited. And we get to go up to Minneapolis to see Alex and Cassie. um, And we're going to be in a gaggle of our our friends. And we get to dress up for two nights in a row, which, yeah, is if I can just maximize the number of nights that I get to costume, like in something different, I would love that. And I'm actually bringing back my Thor costume and like sort of reinventing that Yep. for Closey, who will be seeing on actual Halloween on the 31st. So I'm stoked to bring that back. And hopefully they, uh, hopefully the film more lets me bring in my Mjolnir hammer. So we'll right. see. I don't think there's going to be a problem. I mean, it's hollow plastic. There's nothing to it. So, yep. Yeah, and then I'm going to be, if you've seen Loki on Disney+, Plus, I'm going to be Loki for president. So it's going to be the presidential Loki. So it'll be kind of fun. And then also, I know this is this is going out late Friday afternoon or, you know, Friday afternoon. So uh, a whole bunch of people are going to go as Jackass. Because yeah, the movie is supposed to be, was supposed to be out already earlier this month, but it just got delayed until I think February. 2022 so that would have worked out a little bit better if it didn't get delayed but we also had a great time it's actually gonna be three of the chicks so we're gonna cross dress a little bit and i'm gonna go as steve-o and shane is gonna be bam and i believe chantel is gonna be johnny knoxville i think mitch is gonna be party boy but who knows i'm sure he is at some point he's gonna be (laughs) ripping off his clothes you know just being his underwear yeah so that will be fun. But we always have something to look forward to. So I hope all of you out there do as well. And with that being said, 
Is this going to be a short one or do you want to move into some Halloween, favorite Halloween movies, drinks, traditions maybe that yeah, we... Yeah, I can say, like, I, I'm going to open another beer here. Yeah, Cheers. yeah. Uh, yeah, I can say some of my favorites. I sort of... Yeah, ha- please do. I, I don't know if it's like an OCD thing and like I'm just like I have to watch it, but I, there's a select few movies that I do always try to watch. With the past couple of years, we've actually subscribed to Shudder just for the month because... I don't know if I would pay for it year round, but when I'm in the mood, like I, I love horror films in general, like year round, but I just mean we pay for enough services, so we probably don't need to pay for it year round. But shout out to Shudder because they really do have some great content and even like their documentary series. And what's the one that we really like with history the of the haunt? Yeah, like or history something. of horror. Yeah, something yeah. Like that. I'm thinking of the other one. The the that one was great too. That was and good it talked. Too, yeah. It was a whole documentary about. Um. The, the haunting houses around the right. country. Yeah, and sorry, like, haunted houses. I was trying to think of like the correct term because they call them a haunt. And I was like, that's not really what I call them. But, you know, honestly, living in Des Moines, I don't really ever frequent those. Like, I enjoy that's them, what I was gonna we, ask never, you, yeah. we never make time for them. And growing up... Is Sleepy Hollow the only like big one? And then there's a of, few other... I like, think there's the Slaughterhouse, which has some oh, affiliation yeah. with... Slipknot? I'm pretty sure. I yeah. think friends of the show will be like yelling at their iPhones right now. But <laughs> but growing up, it, it actually was something that we did like consistently. I don't know if I'm ready to say every year. I mean, your, my, your memory is a little warped, you know, like I don't know exactly. But to me, it felt like every year we would always go to the ones in the woods, like Walnut Woods and so forth. They would have like a trail and they were outdoors. Oh, my and gosh. And they would set them up, which was cool. And it would just be like you'd walk down the trail through the woods and different like spooky things would happen. And ever since, like when I was a little girl, little enough to be like on, I would always insist that I had to be on someone's shoulders for many years until I got too heavy, you know. Oh. But I was just, I enjoyed it, but I was scared to death. <laughs> so. you, you've reminded me of a story I want to tell uh, growing up with Halloween and being getting past the age of trick-or-treating or beggar's night and actually celebrating Halloween with friends just by being punks, mischief, and creating some mischief. But there was, there's this house, and I probably could still take us there, and I'm pretty sure you and I both have talked about it. It's called the Devil Worshipper's House, at least in my friend group, friends from Grimes. And we would just, it's just basically a house that's kind of tucked, it's in a nicer neighborhood off of Hickman Highway 6. It's kind of tucked back a little bit. It has like a drawbridge leading up to it. And every year for like two or three years, my teens, mid to late teens, we would drive there or whatever and be like, oh, no, you get out. No, you get out. No, you have to get out and go knock and ding dong ditch it. And I'm pretty sure we never did or Chris may have done it one year. And then one year I did it and there was like cameras out front and it just was very spooky because like I said, it was tucked back into like the woods. It had like a little bridge that led you to the front door and it was a really nice house. It looked, if I recall correctly, I mean, this is my memory playing tricks on me probably, but it looked like a tree house, honestly. Like that's what I thought it was, was a tree house. So yeah, that's uh, that's something that we used to do back in the day. It's go ding dong ditch the devil worshippers house. <laughs> that seems like a really good person to ding dong ditch. Yeah, well, <laughs> they probably aren't like any. There's nothing wrong with them. They're probably normal people, but we were just uh, being kids doing mischief. So yeah, I guess there is a little bit of mischief in me, but I didn't really ever egg anything or vandalize in any way. No, me either. I remember. No, you know, never mind. No, I don't really think you know. Other than probably some harmless pranks like no there was nothing that was never really like a thing i will say though speaking of pranks my mom i come from a long line of prankers 
and sk- spookers. <laughs> and my mom, which I was just thinking, we better look out on our way home because we're going yep. to a concert tonight. And when we get home, she might be <laughs> trying to scare us because uh, my mom, every Halloween at some point within like a few weeks around Halloween, she will find a time to scare the shit out of us. And so we have like this, you know, costume box in my mom's basement with several different masks that she's used over the year, things like from my childhood, you know, that she just accumulated for one reason or the other. And so she'll spook Sean and I like randomly anytime around Halloween. So we better be on high alert these next yeah. few days. Because, no kidding. Because she'll she'll get you and she's pretty good at it. She, she knows is. what she's doing. So she's she's like knocked on our window and then ran around to another window <laughs> on the other side of our house and just done stuff like that. So it's just like completely like, whoa, 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 you know, like on a weeknight, like that's it's pretty easy to scare us on a weeknight. <laughs> so yeah, that that just brings us into one of our other topics, traditions. So Traditions that we already have right now, I think we do this for a lot of ho- holidays, but we watch movies. We're very much of a frequenter of movies and TV show. We're on the couch quite a bit. Could call us couch potatoes if you want. But we, for Halloween, like you said, we have those select movies that you have. I love Dawn of the Dead. I love I love a good monster flick, zombie outbreak movies. This year we got to watch 28 Days Later and then we went into 28 Weeks Later and excited for the next iteration which i don't know if they're going to call it 28 months later but it's been a rumor forever it's like oh my gosh would they (laughs) i feel like ever since that second one came out it's been like oh my gosh i can't wait for the third one but it's never it never happened that was many years ago yeah that that movie came out that was i would have been in high school probably do you know what year it came out 2007 was the second one yeah 2002 2002 which i'm sort of surprised it took so long because I think anyone who's seen both of those films would agree that's a great zombie flick like that. I think they were the first people to do fast zombies. I no, mean, I totally. know a lot of people don't like that, but I just mean they're scary as hell. I mean, well, that was when a, scary a zombie movie. turns as fast as them, like, oh, my gosh, you know, like compared to Dawn of the Dead, the remake, which I really love in 2005. I loved that. I think it was 2004. Either way, I love that movie, though, that there's instances where people are infected in that movie and it are bitten or scratched and it takes you know, it takes like almost right. a whole evening. I mean, there's a really heartfelt and I still like kind of tear up to it where the father, I mean, the actor is just phenomenal. The father, the father of this young girl, he dies like as she's looking at him and then he turns within, you know, 30 seconds of dying. But the actual like sequence of turning from a human to a zombie, it just takes a long time. Obi wants to go out the window and yeah, stare. Yeah, we got a spooky boy causing some mischief other movies that come to mind for you or other traditions that yeah so i didn't yeah i didn't really get to say i started talking about shutter and i never got to yeah say yeah like, that's what I was sleepy say. hollow the johnny depp uh the tim burton like version is a big one for me we just watched it last night not really sure why i just i remember watching that movie in middle school and i just kind of fell in love with it i think it's a really cool rendition of the story and it's a really fun movie and i like to watch hocus pocus i think a lot of 90s kids would probably agree that's a halloween movie for halloween town (laughs) i do love halloween town although it's not necessarily one that i like have to watch but i feel between hocus pocus and sleepy hollow those are big ones for me and i do like to watch casper oh yeah that's what we haven't watched the 90s movie like yeah yeah from our childhood like obviously there's several but 
the one with the uh, fats. <laughs> yeah. Stinky or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought when I was a kid and they did all those fart jokes and stuff, that was my shit, dude. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, I thought Casper. that was so funny. Like the two of them, like they just were a riot. I think there was a Christmas. <laughs> oh, or... and Stretch. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. Stretch, I'm yeah. like, there's not just two. <laughs> the Adams family. I love the Adams family growing up. But I really, really did love uh, going back to Casper. I lo- I think I'm I'm pretty sure I had the dolls of those ghosts, like fat. So the like I a, think it was like a Burger King toy. Yeah, that might have been what mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, I think I got all of them. I was just obsessed with them. Wish I still had those to the, this day. Any other movies that come to mind, or shows, or yeah, those are the big ones for me. Those are the ones that I always try to make sure that we have time to watch. And what then, about what is your favorite candy? Because I mean, it's obvious it's, it's the Reese's, Reese's pumpkins. It's Reese's. Duh. Yeah, Reese's pumpkins. I mean, honestly, when you would go, I think a lot of kids would resonate with this. Like when you would go trick or treating and you would get home, like that was the shit, dude. How many Reese's did I get? I think a lot of people love that. Candy. I kind of glossed over. Yeah, you're right. Like I would actually hoard my candy because I know myself. Even to this day, like if I eat a piece, I have to binge eat this. I I got sugar tooth so i would just hoard my candy and just sell it to my sisters oh my yeah. god like a piece of chocolate was with what 25 like, cents they just uh, had a bunch of money or what no, we we earned weekly allowances okay yeah i would make like 20 bucks a year and just selling my candy to my sisters throughout the year oh my god. shy shelby and Chantel. yeah oh you had a captive audience <laughs> Where else are they going to get their candy from? <laughs> yeah, well, they would just eat it all. Or we, I would trade them for <laughs> their candy and then sell it back to them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, you played video games with me for an hour. Now you have to give me some of your candy. <laughs> I don't think I ever got that far, but maybe. I don't know why I'm thinking about it. I don't that. ever remember it being too big of an issue in my household. I mean, I was an only ch- I'm an only child. But I don't remember. I mean, it was never a problem. Like I could have a piece of candy if I wanted. I wouldn't like gorge myself to the so, extreme where it had well, to be. Well, no, monitored. I didn't have to give. <laughs> so I was just talking to a work friend, and he has to he has to have the candy like taken away from the kid his kids because obviously, yeah, some kids would you just have it in the bedroom, they'll just gorge themselves. And I would I would just I got to keep my own candy. Yeah, yeah. and shout out Chantel and Luis because that just reminds me that they have like a little Halloween candy hidden underneath the couch. So yeah. That, that Isla doesn't <laughs> find the adult candy. Yeah, like, exactly. That's just there was a video treat. that she sent this week that's just like or, well, almost caught almost yeah, she caught almost us. Caught us. <laughs> She's yeah. like walking around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But anyway, to look ahead at this weekend. Hold on, hold on. Would you be surprised to know that the number one candy in the U.S. is not Reese's? What What do you think it is? I think it's Kit Kats. Skittles. Really? (laughs) Yeah, that's the number one candy that people give out, and that just might be because it's it can be part of like so many different like grab bags, Mm -hmm. you know. So, as you were saying, I always thought it was razor blades. Oh my god! Yeah, those are some good memes I've been going around the last couple of years. So this weekend I'm going as Kill Bill, Uma Thurman, the bride. Uh, last year the plan was to go as Kill Bill, but with COVID things just didn't work out, and was not able to go. Even though I bought this like Bruce Lee, like literally from BruceLee.com, like jumpsuit, and then I've got the sword, and I've got a bandana, and I've got her exact shoes, the tiger. I forget what the brand is, but it's the yellow shoes that she wears in that crazy 88 slay scene, fight scene. Mm-hmm. 
So that'll be fun. But yeah, looking forward. I mean, cannot believe that we're getting to see Closey on Halloween. That's going to be wonderful. Do you think she'll come out dressed up as something or not? I don't know because she's French. And yeah, and I didn't even get a touch on earlier when we were talking about that history of Halloween is that our friends, Madison and Clem, who live in Belgium and Clem is French and they, you know, they know a lot more about European culture than we do. They they've just always made the point like, yeah, Halloween is not really like a European thing. I mean, people don't really celebrate. I mean, I'm sure there's parties here and there, but no one celebrates the way like Americans celebrate. And I was just commenting to Sean earlier that how ironic that was, because if as you heard at the beginning of the episode, like the origins of Halloween with Sao in are from the Celts who occupied for a lot of their history, France, the UK and Ireland. So it's just interesting. It's ironic, rather, that modern day they don't really celebrate and they certainly don't celebrate the way that we do right and i was just i was just theorizing it's probably just because those regions were so much closer to the catholic church and like their power axis that they had over so much of europe for so many centuries and so they probably just morphed the the pagan right out of them (laughs) you know so none of that was really like carried over in the same way that maybe some of the immigrants brought you know just a thought you know i don't know but they don't really celebrate there and so anyway my point being is that closey is french so i'm not sure like what to expect from her coming out like she obviously lives in colorado and i'm sure she's very westernized or i should say americanized like france is western too but western culture but I guess what it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, she's we'll dressed see. up. <laughs> and she her opener is Roman Silver, so we'll see. You know, there's gonna be openers, of course. So I'm sure they'll be dressed up. It's yeah. on literal Halloween. I mean, I would be surprised if she wasn't at least wearing like cat, she lives in cat Denver ears now, or you know, something. She she has definitely gotten into some American And the the night before we're gonna go to a, a separate show at the Skyway, and that's gonna be Blunts and Blondes and Janston and Baldy, so that's also gonna be a great show. I mean, Closey's one of my like top faves of all time, but Janston is really, is up there. I love the way that he throws down, so I'm really looking forward to that show as well. Bass Nectar so. who? <laughs> yeah. Janston Immersive, they, yeah, they just de- merge. Yeah, Janston definitely has some, I boy. can hear Bass Nectar and some of his songs for sure, some inspiration there, but yeah, he has some, he has some great songs and I'm looking for and Blunts and Blondes, who I don't think that we've ever seen. If I've seen him, it was at a time where I would not have even appreciated it anyway. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he has in store. So another wonderful weekend of back to back dressing up. Like I said, I'm going as Steve-O the first night and I'm going to go as Thor the second night. So I'm really looking forward to being able to just be silly. For yeah, I wanted to touch on, I forgot to mention earlier, but of course, Shawn Michaels, I got to give a shout out to Shawn Michaels being a dressing favorite up as costumes. Yeah, yeah. Good. Favorite costumes, dressing up as the heartbreak kid. Shawn Michaels has always been a favorite. Yeah, I mine. have to say, Shawn, I mean, you look pretty much just like him, <laughs> like dressed up in your, the costume that you had, that you kind of put together a couple years back. So, yeah, I mean, you really, you make a great Shawn Michaels, like your hair is very similar, like your personality so that's a great costume for you yeah thanks and then but i I wear that costume at festivals and stuff I, at least i have so the other thing though i wanted to bring up and touch on is that we have never thrown our own halloween party except for the year that we moved into this house right which was a, a riot holy moly that was okay so guys five years ago that was five years ago yeah and almost to the day i mean it was we a moved few days in ago. and a couple weeks later 
through after moving in it was know? like a 90 person party I, it wasn't that many it was probably like 60 it was 70 way over capacity yeah. yeah definitely and we we were just excited that we finally had our own place and you know anyone who knows us doesn't come as a surprise we're big party people we love to host we love to you know be the center of the party and bring everyone together and 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 host. all the different so, sects of our friend group too yeah friend and groups it was a really it was a blast but there's just some funny stories of just like jesus when i woke up like the whole house i swear to god was sticky from this punch we had served yeah. and you know probably several things were broken and it's I, all good I, we lived to tell the tale but it was a while it was a my wild laptop party. got taken like i had On just bought, i had just bought this laptop within like <laughs> six months not even like for school, or, yeah, I guess it was more than that. It was about a year. It I was just, truly horrifying. Yeah, two thousand dollars MacBook really scary Pro. For a minute. And but it come to find out, a friend had just taken his back, my, my backpack right, that looked like his. He had put his backpack in your office. Yeah. And so when he drunkenly went to like grab it, he just grabbed the wrong backpack. It was totally like an honest mistake. But uh, of course, you can imagine the host two of a party hours. waking up and yeah. first thing, one of the first things they notice is Sean's brand new laptop is missing. Like that was horrifying for a second. Right. I'm like, who would do that? Like everyone who was here was even though it was a big group of people, they were all friends. So I was like, no one would do that, right? Where the fuck is Yeah, literally like not a single, and then that was, what was so interesting about that weekend is that there was a acquaintance or of yours, like not super close friend of yours, but you guys were all at a wedding beforehand. Like mm -hmm. all, all you and like- Yeah, all the Roosevelt alum like were in town. That was another reason why it's like, yo, we gotta have this party because a lot of the Roosevelt alum were in town, people who lived in Chicago and so forth. like happened to be in town because Caitlin's wedding was happening that same weekend. So we kind of like rolled that wedding straight into like our house party. So that was a blast to have a lot of those people in town. I kind of feel bad for not thinking back and just having attended a wedding a couple of weeks ago and how we closed it out, you know, stayed as long as we could have. I kind of feel bad. Like a lot of that, the whole Roosevelt crew came to our party at like eight, nine. Oh yeah. But we were far from the whole wedding. I mean, like there was many people. We were just okay. a small handful of people. So right on. I don't think it made too huge. Yeah. That's, that's, that was a wild one. But yeah, one thing, one other thing I want to know, going back to you sharing about how the floor, whole floor was sticky is that, that I, rem <laughs> I remember waking up that next day and being like, Oh my God. And then as we've, you know, experienced other Halloween or other parties, especially with Brandon Paulson, he lays down like that plastic wrap. He does not mess around. Yeah, that was a mistake. And we weren't even monitoring at that point. You know, now when we have a house party, I try to make everyone take their shoes off and things like that. But that was just younger times and so many less people experience and a lot of people we should have been taking having people take their shoes off and so forth, but it just didn't happen. So the combination, great time, no Great time, you know, no that regrets. was zero regrets. It's just sort of funny to look back and think like some of our neighbors who were probably, you know, there was like people in the front yard. Like it's like these people just move in and they're like tearing up the neighborhood. So funny memory for sure. We had a great time. So I'm really looking forward to just like raging to the grave this weekend and just having, you know, doing what we do best, really just seeing some concerts and dressing up yeah we hope all of you out there are going to be celebrating halloween one way or another at home watching something spooky or out with friends or going out downtown or wherever you might be going uh, on the town i should say depending on where you're living or just you know experiencing some sort of concert that would be fun too if you are make sure you dress up put a little effort into it get into it you know it only comes once a year uh, like I said, Lydia and I are very much into it. We put a lot of effort into it and we had fortunate to have Lydia be such a great craftswoman because she helps 
craft things together, whether that's finding the right things to put together for me or helping me. Like I will say, I don't always build my own stuff. Like I've made my own Shawn Michaels tights with friend of the show, Derek, but I do always put a lot of effort in together by buying like, not like a box right. costume. Like I try to piece it yeah, together. No box with Ed, I love Etsy. It just lo- looks better if you put it together yourself. Yeah. I like to use Etsy and, you know, paying artists or creators out there for their wares and their products. So look into that. And I know it's too late this year, but look into that for years to come. Uh, I will Next year, Voodoo. Yeah, I will say I have to go back to Voodoo, New Orleans. We've been looking forward to it. We were even thinking about it do, doing it this year, but they didn't actually move forward with it just I'm glad that for they, many they, reasons. They gave us enough time to f- find a show, though, you know. I think we found out in like late August, early September. But Voodoo was phenomenal. And like the city of New Orleans, I'll never forget. I mean, every bar had some sort of cool like spooky theme to it i mean or some sort of like witchcraft thing to it i think during the day one day i might have been on the bike trail day but we just we bike day where i got there a little bit earlier than you lydia and we took a bike tour and on that bike tour we just kind of like walked around a cemetery which if you don't know about new orleans they that city often floods and so they can't bury bodies down below the ground they have to put bodies in mausoleums above ground or in tombs so it was pretty it's a just a wild experience and, and completely different but yeah i'm i'm rattling on a bunch of memories yeah, coming they're to below mind. sea level so the traditional burial sites in new orleans are above ground right yeah at this point i'm just rattling on excited to go to this show excited to experience halloween with all of our some of our close friends and yeah thanks for joining us for sean and lydia happy hour any closing thoughts any closing wishes, Lydia? I suppose just as you celebrate Halloween and think back, it's sort of, again, you know, a time of thinking about the harvest, thinking about community, the people around you, like all spookies aside, like, you know, just pull your friends close. Remember to tell them that you love them and be thankful for the bounty that you have, whether you harvested it or, or not. <laughs> That's Or in your you fridge. harvested the dinero <laughs> to... Yep, exactly. So just a time for preparing for a season of thankfulness and and cold where we sort of hunker down and just get cozy with our friends and, um, you know, enjoy the holidays to come. So have one last night of mischief and I hope you all have a wonderful Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.